Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So do I look a little uh, sun-toasted? I was out all weekend. Long weekend. We were off yesterday. I regret not telling you. I feel bad. I I honestly just forgot. I'm not going to spin your wheels. I was getting a bunch of emails and true social posts and Twitter posts and Facebook messages. Dan, where's the show? A lot of people thought something happened because we so rarely take days off here. So that is 100% on me. Uh, I took a little break for Memorial Day. I was out all weekend over at the sandbar just uh, on my friend's boat. I put a few posts up on locals. And I just cook it. I, I have to, I forgot to put the sunblock. You notice my neck is still pretty white. I forgot my face because I had a hat on and I took my hat off and then people started talking to me, recognized me at the sandbar. So I forgot to put the uh, sunblock on. So that's why I look cooked. I got a long, a lot to catch up on. It was a three day weekend. I was like, <laughs> I got a lot to catch up on. I've been thinking a lot um, on a very somber note, what happened in Uvalde and uh, something, an interview people magazine got an exclusive. I want to talk about that. And then um, just when you couldn't be more cynical about the government, I got two stories for you. That'll be like, yeah, Dan's right. Government pretty much sucks at everything they do. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. You don't like big tech and government spying on you online? Yeah, me either. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show after this long weekend. One more thing also I want to put in the teaser. At the end of the show, I got an NBC uh, news article. Hilarious how, you know, Joe and I and a lot of conservative commentators have been warning forever about the deep state. Like, that's a conspiracy theory. And now all of a sudden, now Biden's in office. They're acknowledging like, hey, yeah, that uh, deep state thing may be real. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joseph, welcome back. Let's go. Yes, sir. Welcome back to you and welcome back yeah, to the listeners. Good to talk yeah. To you. yeah, yeah. Yeah, my day off for us. Three day weekend for us is like an attorney because oh. we rarely take the day off. So Joe was like, we're all like rushing off the rust. So <laughs> yeah. I've been thinking a lot uh this weekend uh, and, and yesterday as well, um, about what happened in Uvalde. And obviously we 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 must, we must prevent this from happening again. We, we must. We, it's, we, we, it, the, the tragedy was so unimaginably horrible that it, 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 there's not enough words to define how awful people, I mean, even, even me, I was, like I said, I was, I was hanging out at the sandbar this weekend with a lot of friends and it was, every, it was just, everybody kept bringing it up. It's a topic of conversation, you know, everywhere, understandably. So I've been pr- trying to process some things and I think I came to some conclusions. Based on a lot. I wanted to wait till we had some facts and some data. And I specifically wanted to wait until I heard from one of the police officers at the scene. And those interviews hadn't been done yet. Well, People Magazine, of all places, got an exclusive with one of the officers on the scene. And it says a lot about what happened. And as I process it based on my law enforcement experience in both the NYPD and the Secret Service, and in my time later on dealing with people in leadership positions, I think I've kind of drawn some some conclusions. Let's go to the People magazine article first. So they got an exclusive with one of the police officers at the scene. The uh, author of the piece, a guy named Steve Helling, People magazine, it says, we fe- the headline is, we felt like cowards. A police officer talks about the decision to delay officer response to Uvalde shooting. It's obviously been an enormous, brewing, growing controversy. What? Th- why did they wait? That is not taught anywhere anymore in active shooter scenarios to wait. It's just not taught. So everybody's wondering, how did, how, how? So here's a quote from the police officer, one of them who was on the scene, uh, 
they set it up first. They say, but not all the officers agreed with uh, Arandondo's decision. He was the tactical commander on the scene. And it was his decision, obviously, to not go in. One of the officers who was standing outside the school says that he and his colleagues discussed whether to go into the school anyway. Listen to this, quote, there was almost a mutiny, the officer tells people, Mag, here. We were like, there's an effing gunman in this school. We hear gunshots and we're just going to stand here with our thumbs up our asses. We want to go in and save lives. It was the most frustrating situation in my entire career. Now, uh, it's going to be a tough segment, but an important one. I know it's a Tuesday and it's, 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 it's a summer, but this is stuff we need to address. I'm telling you my time in law enforcement. This is, this is not some attempt folks to put lipstick on anything, no less a tragedy. But the guys I worked with, not every one of them, but the overwhelming majority of guys I work with. How do I say this? I got to be careful, guys, because I want to be, be very cautious with my words. They, the guys I knew, they weren't eager for a fight, but I'm telling you right now, if a fight came their way, they were sure as not going to run away from it. They had trained for this. We had trained for this. The scenarios I'd been in that had been stressful, not stressful like this, by the way, but stressful. These guys lived for that moment. If you're in law enforcement or military or some paramilitary organization, you know what I'm talking about. They're not eager for a fight, but when that fight comes their way, they know their entire career. They've been training for this. There's an anxious nervousness there, but that nervousness isn't a fear. It's just that this is what we train for. This is what we do. And that's why when I heard this story of 19 officers, you know, basically stacked up outside the classroom, inside the school, but not going in, I said to myself, this does not comport with the reality I know of what it was like to be with these guys where they would have jumped over each other to get in there first. I'm telling you, I know these, these guys were not, they just aren't like that. So now when I read this, I'm like, now it makes sense. This was a leadership call. Now, you may say to yourself, and fairly enough, this is where we tie it all together. Okay, well, it was beyond obvious at this point that the, this guy, Aaron Dondo, the guy in the scene who made the decision not to go in and to treat him like a barricaded subject, he wasn't. He was still an active shooter, right? That decision was obviously catastrophic. Why did they listen? Because, folks, you got to keep in mind that training people in military and paramilitary organizations and law enforcement as well, chain of command is everything. It's everything. Anyone in the military listening right now can tell you that. It's the same thing in law enforcement. Chain of command is everything because you're going to ask people in law enforcement and in the military, domestically and overseas for our warfighters overseas, you're going to ask them to do really difficult unbelievably stressful counterintuitive things like, Hey, that guy's shooting a gun, go get him. When guys shoot guns, what do people do? They run away from the guns. You don't want to get shot, not cops and not military. They hear the gunshots. They go to it. That is not instinct to do that. Your instincts to see cover or concealment and stay alive. So to get people to do, those counterintuitive, against human instinct things, you have to teach them to obey orders almost under almost every circumstance outside of an obviously immoral and ethical order. The question is, was this one of those orders? Obviously, people on the scene weren't sure. So I want you to, I'm not, again, please, I am in no way putting lipstick on anything. This was beyond a bad call. It was a deadly bad call. And it's one of the few times I support at least federally and state. There should be a federal and state full investigation so that we can get some best practices going forward so this never, ever happens again. But I want you to remember, in organizations where chain of command and following orders is everything, bad, or, bad orders... Bad orders equal bad outcomes. Bad orders mean you're going to follow them. That doesn't always equal the case in the private sector where bad orders equal the boss sometimes gets fired and you see a mutiny by the staff and things change. That's not the way it works in law enforcement. And it speaks to one thing here. 
the critical importance of good frontline leadership. You can have the best police chief on the planet. You can have the best four star in the military on planet Earth. If you don't have quality frontline leadership, your first lieutenants in the military and your sergeants and lieutenants in the police departments, if you do not have good frontline leadership, you've got nothing. You've got nothing. You can have the best sheriff, the best four star, the best one star, the best commander in extremists. If you do not have frontline leadership out there in charge of small groups of men who are going to implement your plans, you've got nothing. So the conclusions I came up with were, I don't believe these guys were cowards. Were cowards who didn't. I don't. I don't. I believe it was bad, awful, deadly leadership combined with confusion and that fog of war. And then finally, a bunch of Bortac guys that showed up and said, we're not obeying these orders anymore. We're going in. You got to remember when you teach people to obey orders in a chain of command structure to get them to do things that could take their lives, that that chain of command has a downside when the tactical commander tells them, don't risk your lives. Let that guy continue to go on a killing spree. I've been thinking a lot about that. I'm beating myself up over it too, you know? All right. A lot going on and I'm a lot to talk about. So, um, let me get to uh, move on to a different topic. I, I covered this this weekend. I did a locals post too because I was so, uh, I'm just so like you, beaten up over this whole thing. I don't think those guys on the scene were cowards. I think this officer's interview is accurate. That they're sitting there like, what the hell are we doing? Let's go. Those are the guys I know. They would have been like, let's get in there right now. All right. Well, of course, the never let a tragedy go to waste always takes over by the Democrats who will use tragedy to implement their anti-free uh, speech, anti-liberty, anti-individual liberty, big government agenda. It's just disgusting. It's shameful. Uh, and now you remember, uh, what did I tell you last week? And I'll tell you again and again and again. You should feel horrible about what happened. You should not feel guilty about what happened. You did nothing wrong. You, in my audience, are legal, law-abiding gun owners that have a God-given right. It is not given to you by this goofball buffoon in the White House. A God-given right to defend your own life. That is a God-given big R right, not a small R right. You have the right to defend yourself. Human beings don't give it to you. Democrats are shamefully using this tragedy in Uvalde to render you defenseless in another tragedy. You did nothing wrong. And do not back down for a second when you're confronted by these leftists who want to make you feel like you were a part of this. Here's what I mean. It's getting worse, folks. I'm seeing now the left is dialing up the rhetoric beyond hyperbole now to hyperbolic hyperbole. It went from you guys are all racist to now, should, now they're just calling us terrorists, which should make you worry a little bit because you ever notice they have this real focus over the last few weeks, which we've been talking about, about these new domestic terrorism boards yeah. in the DHS and disinformation boards. Yeah, you Joe putting the pieces together there? Yeah. Do you notice how it went from we're all racists on the right if you support the right to defend yourself? That you're not a racist anymore. Now you're a racist I shouldn't say you're not a racist. You're not only a racist anymore. Now you're a racist and a terrorist. Really convenient. They want domestic, a domestic terror board to investigate you. The rhetoric is getting insane. Here's another one. Here's Biden just the other day moving the language needle again. First, it was all about the AR. Now here's Biden dialing it down to now the nine millimeter too. Folks, this is going to get ugly for them. Listen to this insanity biden talks about but how the nine millimeter blows the lungs out of the body folks listen it's 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 a handgun round it is of course going to be deadly if you get shot but you notice how he has to dial up there it blows the lungs out of the body like this is a dirty harry movie here check this out they showed me a, 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 a x-ray he said a 22 caliber bullet will lodge in the lung and we can probably get it out. We may be able to get it and save the life. A nine millimeter bullet blows the lung out of the body. So the idea of these high caliber 
weapon is of, there is simply no rational basis for it in terms of about self-protection, hunting. I mean, I just, I remember the Constitution, the Second Amendment was never absolute. Okay, the Second Amendment is absolute. It says shall not be infringed. I don't know what part of this, I don't know what he's talking about. He keeps saying that as if we can't just go, all of us, and look at the Constitution and read the Second Amendment ourselves. It's, uh, Joe, Joe, you've read it, right? Everybody here read it? Are we missing something? Yeah. Shall not be infringed? doesn't say asterisk unless Joe Biden says so. And you notice how the rhetoric is getting dialed up. Now, I know the fact checkers, the Bill McCarthy's of the world are, oh, he wasn't talking about nine millimeters. He was talking about five, five, six. That's not what he said, Bill. I'm sure you and Kircher will be next. We got in his head. We did a little Stygian witches. Give me the eye. We got, he was talking about five, five, six. That's not what he said. That's not what he said. He said nine millimeters would blow the lungs out of the body. Notice how he uses his visual language to, again, dial the rhetoric up because he's going to push for some more legislation on guns. Now, what's odd about the gun debate is the people with the least amount of knowledge about firearms and tactics are the ones who talk the most on the left. I should have pulled the cut. Remember the one from Biden, Joe, with the shotgun? And you get a double-barreled oh, yeah. shotgun, yeah. and you blast off two rounds. So, okay, it's called a double-barreled shotgun for a reason. It has two barrels, and it takes two rounds. So if you fire two rounds, you're now out of ammo. Like That was another Joe Biden special. The people, again, who are the most ignorant about firearms talk the most authoritatively about it. They're going to make a move again on your firearms, although you did nothing wrong. Folks, the firearms out there now, we live in a world with firearms. It is, they are not going anywhere. They last hundreds of years. People can still fire some of the early firearms from hundreds of years ago, if they've been reasonably maintained, still now, they're not going anywhere. The only question in this entire debate that's relevant, the only question is, are you going to be allowed to defend yourself against bad guys with firearms? That's it. The question isn't, will the bad guys have firearms? We've seen that answer. Absolutely. Now, here's Jake Sherman, no hardcore conservative, by the way, on with uh, Yamiche Alcindor and others. He's warning Biden that, listen, you are going down a, an, a really, really horrible political road with this. It is not going down. Well, keep in mind, this guy's not a conservative at all. If you are going to push, which I think he's going to do, for draconian gun confiscation measures, disarming law-abiding Americans, although they did nothing wrong. He warns him. It doesn't matter. Biden will do it anyway. But the warning's out there. Listen to this. I would tell the president to stay as far away from this as humanly possible. Um, uh, number one, he has 33, 35 to 40 percent approval ratings, which is abysmal. Uh, he's uh, deeply unpopular at this point, and he's failed in the past at gun reform. So um, he doesn't bring anything to the table that's really of interest to Republicans. And of course, in a 50-50 Senate, you need 10 Republicans to get a bill across the floor. There are, of the 50 Republicans in the Senate, there are 35 who will never, ever support gun reform. So you have to work from that 15 and then take 10 from there. The numbers just aren't there. The numbers just aren't there. Sane, reasonable people, many on the Democrat side too. There are some West Virginia Democrats and elsewhere they do not want to hear about how a bad guy who will get a gun whenever they want, however they want, because they don't care about gun laws, should be able to fire at them and they should be disarmed to not be able to defend themselves. They just don't want to hear it. The numbers aren't there. I'm not going to say who because I don't want to really. Liberals are crazy and they'll burn the guy's store down. But I was talking to a friend of mine this weekend. We were over at the, uh, we're over at the, the sandbar there. And uh, he's, you know, involved in a gun. They've never been more crowded. So I don't understand. Like if politicians tell you, you know, oh, listen, gun control is definitely going to solve things. Yet 
the gun store is never more crowded. What does that tell you? That people, Joe, does it not answer the question? Do you have faith in government to stop this? The answer is unequivocally no. And don't tell me, by the way, and I'm usually the first to say this. I get it. It's not a scientific study. I understand that. But folks, ask anyone around the country. The minute these things happen, the people are afraid the government's going to take away their ability to defend themselves, and they crowd into gun stores to buy guns to defend themselves, meaning the people don't believe that the government's going to fix the problem. Right. Just to ask them. Just ask them. It's just virtue signaling. The worst virtue signal at all coming up next. If you're in Canada, I have warned you, your country is turning into not a soft tyranny, a hard tyranny, not a soft tyranny. This Justin Trudeau, this classless wuss bag, and most tyrants are wuss bags. That's why they take their, uh, their anxieties out on everyone else. Trudeau has turned the place into a, a hard tyranny. Get out while you can. I'll prove it to you coming up next. All right, take a quick breather. I also got my Think You're Cynical About Politics Now segment coming up. Wait till you see this one. There's only two more weeks left for GenuCell's summer clearance sale. Now save up to 60%, save over 60% on GenuCell's most popular package at GenuCell.com. Order today and get GenuCell's dark spot corrector to visibly reduce those pesky dark sunspots free. The GenuCell's dark spot corrector uses special peptides to visibly reduce the appearance of dark spots, age spots, and yes, even sunspots that summer leaves behind. I'm going to have some of those. GenuCell's family-owned and operated since day one. They know times are tough for all of us, and that's why they have not, will not raise prices on their world-class skincare. Results are real. Millions of Americans are in love. Paula and her mother-in-law really like the products. GenuCell guarantees results are your money back. And sign up for GenuCell's best-in-class rewards program at checkout for an extra 10% off your order and a complimentary gift set. Go to GenuCell, it's G-E-N-U-C-E-L, GenuCell.com slash Dan, GenuCell.com slash Dan. Enter my promo code Dan for an extra 20% off at checkout. Right now, every most popular package includes GenuCell's immediate effects for results in as little as 12 hours. Go to GenuCell.com slash Dan, GenuCell. Dot com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan for an extra 20% off at checkout. Thanks, Jenny. So, all right. Back to the show. So if you're living in Canada, after the uh, freedom fighters up there, the truckers who went up there to speak out for body sovereignty and individual liberty, um, were thrown in jail and harassed in, uh, in, in, in tyrannical totalitarian fashion, I warned you that Canada was turning into a police state. Well, that warning, sadly, is coming true right now. This is some audio of Trudeau this weekend. Never let a crisis go to waste. And he's now full-blown gun confiscation, folks. Here we go. We're moving into that. And the criminals all over Canada, I assure you, are celebrating right now as the black market for guns, the prices go up, which makes them very rich, the criminals. And the criminals get to prey now on what Trudeau knows will be an unarmed populace. Here, check this out. We're introducing legislation to implement a national freeze on handgun ownership. What this means is that it will no longer be possible to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in Canada. In other words, we're capping the market for handguns. And uh, Oh, yeah. And he's laughing because all the, uh, all the barking seals. <laughs> yeah, great, great, good job. Folks, the criminals are celebrating today. The black market for guns is never going to be healthier. It's going to be a great way for criminals to make a few extra bucks. If you are a law-abiding gun owner, you're going to be prayed for them. And as I said to you many times, there's nothing criminals like more, zero, than an unarmed populace. I, I'll never forget my time as a police officer, asking people who've been arrested for gun charges. Like, hey, man, you know, what do you guys think about gun laws? Gun laws, they'd be like, you gun laws? What are you, an idiot? We love gun laws. That way we know you idiots are an arm while we go out there and pray on you with the guns we get on the street. The guns aren't going anywhere. Only the law-abiding citizens' ability to defend themselves against the guns the criminals have, that's going somewhere. Full-blown tyranny in Canada. I warned you, get out while you can. Now, moving on to my next topic. You think you're cynical about politics now? You think politicians suck? Well, if you think politicians suck, you have no idea the degree of the suck fest you're really dealing with. 
running for office was such an eye-opening experience for me because I got to see the suck up close and personal. And it's, it's, it just overwhelms. It's like a black hole of suck. You can't get, once you see it, you can't unsee it. I'm always cynical. But the, I saw these two stories this week and I thought to myself, just when you think things can't get any worse, like surely they can't screw it up worse, I read this. So inflation's killing us. You go to the gas station lately, it's ridiculous. Woo. Friends of mine are paying $100. You see it, Joe? Fill up a gas tank, 80 bucks, 90 bucks, $100. Folks, you're filling up twice a week. Let me tell you something. I don't care how rich you are. That's real money. People are hurting out there. Bad, really bad. So you would think, you know, the Biden administration that, of course, thinks, uh, you know, uh, thinks they're going to push back, uh, push, push to take away your guns coming up soon. You'd think the Biden administration would be focusing on this. Nope. They are warning you right now that we are going to have rolling blackouts this summer. Blackouts. Think about this for a second, ladies and gentlemen. We live in the richest country in the history of humankind. And we are looking at energy blackouts this summer. You doubt me? You should. You should doubt everything. Wall Street Journal. America's summer of rolling blackouts. Green energy policies are making the nation's electric power grid increasingly unstable. I'm going to read this for you, but here it is in a nutshell. Up close, what's happening. So the green energy AOC Bernie Sanders nuts out there who want the place, the earth, to just slowly die out because we can't power it. The earth requires like a battery to run, to run its economy, right? They want to shrink the battery and they want us back in the dark ages. And of course, idiots go along. So what do they do? They subsidize green energy. By subsidizing green energy, they want to crush nuclear. They want to crush oil and gas. They want to crush coal. The problem is these green energy things, the wind and the sun, the wind's not blowing all the time. You can't just like, like if the thing's not working, right? The wind's not blowing all the time. And the sun, Joe, get a load of this. I don't know if you know this. The sun isn't out all the time. You know, no. rotation of the, you, you, you didn't know, yeah, it rotates, you know. Some, so you need what's called base load power. Yeah. That provides that load of power when the sun isn't out, the wind isn't blowing. The left doesn't care. So because they've subsidized via your tax dollars and tax benefits and things like that, wind and solar, they've made, they've allowed them to stay in business while attacking nuclear and coal, which are going out of business. So welcome to the green energy transition, they note here. Quote, summer's around the corner. The journal notes, we suggest you prepare by buying an emergency generator. That's if you could find one in stock. Last week, the North American Electric Reliability Corporation warned that two-thirds of the U.S., two-thirds, folks, for the lefties, 66%, could experience blackouts this summer. Welcome to your green energy transition. They've been warning for years that climate policies would make the grid more vulnerable to vacillations in supply and demand. And here we are. Some of the mainstream press are belatedly catching on that blackouts are coming, but they still don't grasp the real problem. The forced transition to green energy is distorting energy markets and destabilizing the grid. Folks, this is... I. I uh, Every single thing we've warned you about in this show, any issue of significant consequence, we warned you about what's going to happen with Obamacare. We warned you what was going to happen with the endless money printing with inflation. We warned you what was going to happen about the regulatory onslaught with Joe Biden. I, I, I can't. I can't do any more. We've warned you about the attack on the energy grid, how the country that continues to grow, illegal immigration, the country continues to expand its population through illegal immigration and through natural population growth, that there is simply no math to power the country. Now it all comes home to roost and the Democrats want to look around and blame everyone else. They did this. You voted for this. If you're a leftist, you if you are sitting in a 90 degree day home in the middle of California or another one of those two thirds of areas subjected to blackouts and you're melting I just want you to understand. I don't wish ill on you. I don't, I don't want you to suffer. I'm just telling you, you voted for this if you're a leftist. You wanted this. You did this. When you're sitting there sweating, 
and you're looking around and you can't even find a generator to power your home because of Brandon in the White House. I just want you to understand you did this, okay? People have warned you forever. I just posted the article. This North American Energy Cooperative, whatever it is, warning right now that the country is growing into moving into rolling blackouts. You did this. You've been warned. You have no excuse. None. Ignorance is not a platform anymore. You think it's bad now, too? Watch what they're going to do. Of course, the Democrats, because they have a group of suckers, suckers who fall for their nonsense, are going to magically try to do a dipsy do flipperoo and blame it on everyone but themselves. Oh, you read this. I'm just quick and I'm taking a break and I'm going to get to some. Uh, uh, let me take this. Around. I'll get to this on the other side of the break. It's important. Gretchen Whitmer just said, like, hold my beer. The governor of Michigan. It's like, hold my beer. You think Biden's bad? Hold the beer, folks. I'm even worse. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. So you voted for this. If you're in Michigan, and I'm going to cover this on the radio later, we're on a very big station in Michigan, WJR broadcasts all the way into Canada, the now tyrannical state, gone full-blown communist, right? Gretchen Whitmer's like, you know what? Uh, I've been warned too about closing this Palisades, uh, this Palisades plant. If I close it, this Palisades nuclear generating station, I've been told by everyone that's going to cut off Michigan from a large portion of its electricity supplies that could lead to blackouts there. So what do you do? Oh, let's do it anyway. And Democrats are like, yeah, let's do it anyway. Here, why electricity blackouts are coming to Michigan, Wall Street Journal. The shutdown of a nuclear power plant makes the state vulnerable to cloudy, windless days. Now, here's the scam. This is how grotesque Gretchen Whitmer is. She did nothing and stood by while they were going to close this Michigan Palisades plant down, this nuclear plant, on May 20th, the plant shut down, taking with it 6.5% of the state's electricity and 15% of the state's clean energy, nuclear. This leaves Michiganders with less reliable electricity and higher prices. That just wipes almost 7% of state's electric, electro, electricity generation off the market, no problem. In one sense, the plant's closing was no surprise. It been scheduled, folks, for more than five years. Here's the plot twist. Last month, Democratic Governor Whitmer came out in favor of keeping the plant open. Oh, she did. Last month. So Democrats and Whitmer, she hasn't been around for five years in office, but Democrats and Whitmer specifically now knew about this plant. They knew it was a huge chunk of Michigan's electric supply. It's going to get pulled off the market. And just last month, Whitmer goes, no, maybe we shouldn't do that. Why do you think that is? Because Gretchen Whitmer is like every Democrat out there, politically elected Democrat right now, outside of maybe one or two. She's a total coward. She realizes right now that she can play both sides. If she comes out for keeping it open while it's already too late, it's already been closed. She can go back later when there were blackouts in Michigan and everybody goes, hey, what happened with that nuclear plant we had that created power? Oh, yeah, they closed it down. She goes, no, 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 not me. No, no, I wanted it open. I wanted, really, you wanted it open when? When it already closed? I was on a, that's when you wanted it open? The libs out there. I just want you to know this, this is what you voted for. I'm just wicked. Good job. Good, <laughs> good job. Good job, libs. You're really getting the job done. I thought you believed in science, too. Libs, you're all about science, right? Is science of energy? What do you think it comes from? The energy fairy? You leave a tooth, the tooth fairy leaves you a dollar. You leave five bucks, they leave you a gallon of gas. Like, wait, how do you think that works? Where do you think energy comes from? Are you guys always this stupid again? I can't say it enough. Like, what must it be like to wake up every morning to lie to yourself and your kids? Hey, mom, I want to open the, I want to get a glass of chocolate milk. Don't open the fridge, son. Can't open the fridge. We have no energy. It'll be back on tomorrow, though. You can get your chocolate milk tomorrow. But I'm hungry, mom. Kids. Let's go, Brandon. We voted Biden. We're proud. You, you're just so dumb. Everybody warned you. You now, everybody in Michigan told you nationwide, you're not going to have power. And you idiots do it anyway. 
Here's another one. Philadelphia and elsewhere, other places are pushing to bring back masks. This is just freaking hilarious uh, at this point. This is Jojo. This yeah. has gotten to the point now where I, I, again, I was sitting there at the Sam Brothers week. I'm talking to friends of mine and the mask thing came up. This lady worked in a medical place. She goes, I can't believe they're still, they're still going with this mask thing. She goes, I can't believe. I said, I actually at this point think it's a good thing because I see someone wearing these cloth masks and I'm like, okay, that person is an idiot. Like they don't know anything about the science at all. And it actually tells me stay away from that person. So the idiot gene or the idiot infection they have, I don't catch it. I see, I, I walk away from you instantly. So it's good. That's all I know. So key, you keep it and you live, just do your thing with whatever. So there's now been outside of the anecdotal body of evidence that these cloth and surgical masks have done nothing at all to stop the, as I've said before, and I've said often, remember I was banned from YouTube or suspended. We were banned uh, afterwards. I was suspended from YouTube for telling you the truth about masks, which is now scientific fact because YouTube wants you to believe and lie to you that this thing, this mask will protect you. Here's Dr. Marty McCarrion about new research on masks. I'll go off all day on this, so I got to tighten it up. Dr. Marty McCarry on Fox, some new research on masks saying, hey, listen, man, these things just don't work. But folks, you do you. Do you. you keep going out there with your cloth ninja mask on and you pretend it's going to save you from COVID. Again, it lets us all know you're idiots. Here, check this out. All right, Dr. Marty, does wearing a mask in class protect five-year-olds? Well, Arthel, I'm really concerned that these school districts going back to universal masking are defiant of a lot of the new research that has come out. Now, last year, we had two randomized control trials that basically suggested there was no benefit to universal masking. But in the last few months, we've got the Spanish study, the Finnish study that very elegantly compared school districts. And the, in the United States on Thursday, we got a big study from the University of California, Davis, that looked at so many counties, it was very obvious from the sample size and the power that there was clearly no benefit. Now, what's important is that they re-examined the data from a CDC study that was used to recommend masks in schools. They looked at more counties, a longer follow-up period, and found that that CDC study that concluded schools should mask was flawed. And that is important because masks do have some harm. And let's be honest, 75% of kids had COVID as of February. Since Omicron's been circulating, it's likely 80 to 90%. Let me just quote Dr. McCarry there. Uh, there was there is now a very powerful study done and a, a, a look back at old data. There's clearly no benefit. Don't matter. It doesn't matter. You, What is it like to be a Democrat in a cult? Knowing every single thing they've told you. Energy, regulations, taxes, inflation, masking, lockdowns, everything they told you has been not only wrong, but has done significant damage to your life. And you still wake up every day and genuflect and pledge your loyalty to these idiots. What is it like to live in this world of stupid? Thankfully, I'll never know. They told you to lock down too. Remember that gets your kids out of school. It's super dangerous. Kids could die. Kids could definitely die. Is there any evidence for that? No, 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 none. But don't worry. Do it anyway. We told you. We're the government. We're the same ones who told you we can print money without inflation. We're the same ones who told you green energy is pass forward. We'll be A-OK. Totally good. Don't worry about it. They said, ah, lock it down. Axios, Mike Allen. By the way, no, again, conservative at all. Kids frozen at pre-pandemic age. No, not talking about frozen like, let it go. No, no, they're not talking about that. They're talking about intellectually, socially, emotionally that they, they figured out that many students, socially and emotionally, they were at the age they were when the pandemic started, the New York Times found in a survey of 362 school counselors. 94% of counselors said students show more signs of anxiety and depression than before COVID. 88% said students are having more trouble regulating their emotions. Almost three quarters said kids are having more difficulty solving conflicts with friends. Lock it down, lock it down. Government said so. You could almost be certain that whatever the government, these idiots who work in the government tell you to do, that if you do the opposite, you'll be a-okay. All right, let me move on to my next story. I'll get to that NBC article at the end, by the way, about the deep state they told you didn't exist um, either. Um, you know what? Let me get to my last sponsor, and I want to get to a little controversy that was brewing on Fox this weekend. 
with Mo Brooks, who I like a lot. Mo, Brook, Mo Brooks is running for Senate and U.S. Senate. And uh, Mo Brooks did a, had a fiery exchange on Fox this weekend. It was really, uh, really good. So we're going to try to get him on a radio show this week, too. That should be interesting. Uh, let me get to my last sponsor. I'll play two parts from the clip and how I, there's no, no question Mo Brooks is right. He's actually a very good debater. Very good debater. So let's get right to it. Fiery exchange on Fox. Mo Brooks, Sandra Smith. Sandra Smith says, and this is inaccurate, by the way, that there is no evidence of voter fraud. Mo Brooks is having uh, none of that. Well, no evidence. I'll let her say it herself. And Mo Brooks is having none of this. Here's part one. Check this out. And just to go on the record, there has been still no evidence or proof provided that there was any uh, sort of fraud in that. Any well, no, that's wrong. Don't, that I election. don't know why you people in the media just, keep I saying just, that, but hold, that is absolutely false. That, that is absolutely false. You keep note, saying though, it every time, but what, that's absolutely what false. Is false you had 150 congressmen and senators who absolutely disagreed with you on what you just said. So what are you calling them? What are you calling them when you say 150 uh, Republican senators and congressmen looked at the voter fraud issue and said there was a major problem. Okay, that's just Mo's right. There's, she's, she's just wrong. There's not no evidence. The Wisconsin report issued just recently that we covered extensively on this show laid out a bunch of evidence that people in nursing homes whose own families had said they were unable to vote had votes cast in their name. You can, you want to argue about the degree of the evidence? On the margin, if it would have changed an election or not, fair, fair game. I believe in facts, but that's just inaccurate. There's not no evidence. I don't know what you're talking about. Moe's right. Here's part two, where, again, bizarrely, just writes off 2,000 mules after, after Mo Brooks mentions it, which had unquestionably hard evidence of ballot trafficking through ballot boxes using a law enforcement tested tactic of geo-tracking. And what does she do? She cites Reuters fact check, Reuters, citing a fact checker. That's hilarious. He's, just, he's the same fact checker as Bill Mo. Is Bill Mo, guys, has he reached out? 100,000 from McCarthy yet? He, no. Justin, has he reached out to you? Joe, no? Not he hasn't here. called you, Joe. You've been here the longest. Yeah. You, surely he, you know how to find him. He yeah. hasn't reached out? Not at but all. But he said, I stated that on Fox. So he surely, he's I offered him 100K. Gosh, kids leave it. It's just dumb. Take the 100K, go buy himself a car. Maybe not. <laughs> Joe Biden's American may not be able to afford it. So here's the, uh, here's the exchange. And again, this is just, uh, Mo Brooks just comes out clearly on top here. Check this out. Look at the judge's opinion. Look at the judge's opinion in Pennsylvania that talked about over 2 million illegal ballots cast. That was their court order. Sir, Look at the uh, special investigation the of a former Wisconsin Supreme Court justice who found significant voter fraud at nursing homes in the state of Wisconsin. Okay. Look at the 2000 Mules documentary that has come out. Look at how many mass mail out of ballots been, there were across okay, the United I, States for which we have no security. Okay, um, and, and that has been looked at and fact-checked by multiple outlets, including Reuters, who have debunked that as any sort of proof that there was widespread voter fraud. I'm sorry, I'm but other January people have fact-checked it and find you Jan absolutely wrong, Sandra. Jan yep, Mo Brooks is right, because she is wrong. The geo-tracking used in there, if, if you don't believe geo-tracking is accurate enough to the act actual technical specs of geo-tracking, then that's an opinion you're allowed to have, but it doesn't make you right. The geo-tracking of the cell phones they used in 2000 Mules is a tried and true mechanism quoted by the Supreme Court itself, John Roberts, that it's equivalent to an ankle monitor. So please, let's stop the nonsense with the fact checkers said this. Please, really. I'm going to have Mo Brooks on the show. The week. It's not debunked. It's not debunked. Do the homework first. Don't rely on appeals to full authority because you don't understand how geotracking works. Ridiculous. Good for Mo Brooks. All right. Uh, a couple more stories I got to get to. Folks, what the hell is going on with these food processing plants? Key, do you have the, the I know I have this headline first. I should have told Do you have that? Uh, he, we put this up, a, a, I don't know, two weeks ago. This is just a bevy of headlines about food processing plants, fires, plane crashes, accidents. Here, Bonanza Meat Company, Belfast, Maine, uh, what is it? McCrum Potato Processing, Memphis Fire Department. Is it, oh, these are more? Goes, 
uh, new, uh, explosions at a neutrino mill, hot pockets planned. I don't know what the libs are going to do. Shut down in Jonesboro. Wisconsin River meets this portion of Mouston plant. A total loss after fire. We've been following the story. What is going on here? Food processing and fertilizer plants all over the country in a spate of accidents, fires, plane crashes. All right, folks, one or two, it's always a tragedy. Five or six, thumbs up. 10 or 12, whoa. 15 or 20, what the hell's going on? Sure enough, May 29th, what's it, the 31st today? Just a couple of days ago, CBS Minnesota, tens of thousands of chickens killed in Wright County egg farm fire. Now, because unlike some people, I don't speak nonsense out of my wheelhouse. There are a number of explanations that don't involve a massive conspiracy to disrupt our food supply. I'm not suggesting that that's not happening. I'm just telling you, I owe you all possible explanations. And I follow the uh, Occam's razor law of parsimony. The explanation that requires the least amount of assumptions is always the right one. Otherwise known as keep it simple, stupid. And a good friend of mine who is a very, very good liberty-minded guy uh, reached out and he told me, listen, I think what's going on here is the shutdown caused a lot of these workers to go home. A lot of them never came back. The people they're bringing back to these plants have no experience or little experience in the space at all. He said these fertilizer, they have flammable chemicals around, dangerous chemicals. It is a game of inches. And if you screw up, it can cause a real accident. I'm just giving you possible explanations. You are smart. You can figure it out on your own. But I'm telling you, it's beyond odd at this point. It's not one. It's not two. It's not five. It's not 10. It's a lot of food processor and fertilizer plants having accidents. That's his. And again, he is a guy who does not tow that company line at all. He's a non-establishment guy who said, I think that's got a lot to do with it. A lot. There's maybe some cases of sabotage built in there too. But the inexperienced, you can't be inexperienced around stuff like that. Flammable chemicals and plants like that. You just can't. But just getting to the point now, we'll stay on top of it. It's just defies simple explanations anymore, I believe. Um, okay, you know what? Let's, can we skip this story? I want to go to the NBC story because I don't want to leave this out. But yeah, I told you in the beginning of the show, I was going to point to this, how you know, everything I've warned you about, inflation, again, regulations, government spending, energy, uh, the energy business coming to a halt. It's all come true. And I just, it's not just me, by the way. It's Levin, it's others out there. I really, really wish the moderate, sensible, sane Democrats would just listen to us. We warned you, too, about the deep state. You said, ah, the deep state. All right, whatever. I said to you, the deep state's not a conspiracy theory. It's a bunch of people who move almost seamlessly from government into the private sector, into lobbying, into the defense industry, back into the government, back to the defense industry and lobbying, back to Goldman Sachs, back to government. It is a circle of people who are never elected ever. They are the deep state. It's not a movie. It's not like the deep state featuring Tony Stark or whatever. That's not the way this works. The deep state are actual people. And they move in and out of government, connecting the private sector and their connections back to their government life to make life good for them and bad for everyone else. The deep state is very real. Now, of course, when we all mentioned it on the show, Joe, remember with Spygate, how many emails we get? Conspiracy conspiracy theories. Weird, because now that the deep state that I told you is real, people who think they run the country but are never elected, now that it's affecting Joe Biden, all of a sudden NBC News, the Ken Delanians of the world that worked here, who told us we were all conspiracy theorists, are starting to acknowledge, they may not use the words, but believe me, that's what they're talking about. They're like, oh yeah, you know what? That deep state thing, that's kind of real. Read this article, it's in my news, I know it's NBC News, but it's worth your time. It's in the newsletter, bongino.com slash newsletter. Sign up for free. It's right there. The article is worth your time. It's called Inside a Biden White House Adrift. We're talking about the chaos in the Biden White House. I want you to listen. This, it's only about three, four sentences, but this is worth your time. Keep the deep state in your head here. Quote, 
Beyond policy, Biden's unhappy about a pattern that's developed inside the West Wing. Biden will make a clear and succinct statement, only to have aides rush to explain that he actually meant something else. The so-called cleanup campaign, he's told advisors, Biden that is, undermines him and smothers the authenticity that fueled his rise. Worse, it feeds a Republican talking point that he's not fully in command. Um, one, that's a Republican's pounce. You probably already caught that. But this isn't a Republican's pounce story. Well, it is, but it isn't. It's about the deep state. Folks, tell me again how the deep state's a conspiracy theory. He's the president of the United States. He's angry that he said something and says a bunch of things, whether it's the shift on Taiwan policy, the Russian invasion, whatever he says. Aides come out and immediately say something different and Biden can't control it. I thought that. I thought that was a conspiracy theory, fellas. I thought that was just a bunch of us nutbags, kind of like what happened in the Trump administration when Trump would say something and a bunch of losers and zeros who think they run the government would go and leak something to the media. Remember that? And we were told that was all a conspiracy. Yeah. Just patriotic, just patriotic Americans trying to stop Trump from destroying the country. Really? You ever notice how the media loves to tell you a story and not the story? Now that it affects Joe Biden, the deep state, all of a sudden, NBC News acknowledges it with a wink and a nod. Here, just one more story here today, showing you how the media, again, they love to tell you a story, not the story is the deep state's real. A story is there's no deep state, uh, but there only is for Biden and that's what's hurting him. But it wasn't there for Trump. Okay. That's a story, not the story. Here, here's another one. The Times. Azov Battalion drops neo-Nazi symbol, exploited by Russian propagandists. Again, this is a Republicans pound story, too. You know, the Azov Battalion in Ukraine, we've been warning, like, hey, listen, you can support Ukraine. Like, I know, you know, current things stuff. I know you guys, that's fine. I mean, you're free to do that. If it's happening in Ukraine, it's an abomination. We get it. But there is a no neo-Nazi unit over there, the Azov Battalion, and we should probably be on the lookout for it, right, Joe? Kind of sounds like... Anti-Semitism, bad thing, fellas. Can we all a bad thing, right? Oh, yeah. You, unanimous? Yeah. One, two, three. Oh, three. Three for three. Definitely a bad, four for four. Definitely a bad thing. And we warned. You know, that's all battalion. Yeah, they're kind of like anti-Semites and stuff. We should look out for that. Yeah, you see how the media frames it? That's all battalion. Remove symbols because Republicans pounced on it. I thought, I, thought, I, I thought you guys were all into identity politics. I thought we were supposed to call that stuff out. No, no. Not if it goes against the leftist narrative because they want to tell you a story, not the story. Here, one more perfect example. I'm going through stuff this morning. I had, I had loads of stuff. I had to skip a few things. I'll get it to it tomorrow. But this is just, it doesn't get easier than this. The Hill. Guns and abortion, Joe, threaten to become midterm issues. Whoa. Whoa. Now, The Hill, Niles, they're writing this article with a wink and a nod to say, hey, Republicans, you better back off on this abortion and guns thing, right? Here's Axios this morning from their morning email. Based on Google searches and midterm issues, Americans are... More focused on pocketbook issues than abortion. Oh, oh, really? Jobs and taxes are the two most searched topics. Abortion ranks 14th after healthcare and before immigration and the border. Tell you a story, not the story, every single time. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I enjoyed that show today. Probably going to cause a ruckus, but it's all right. I cause a ruckus anyway, so might as well enjoy it while you're doing it. Don't forget to catch my radio show later. And uh, if you wouldn't mind subscribing to the podcast, we had a great week. We moved way back up in the rankings again. Thanks to you. The rankings, the podcast rankings are based on subscriptions, not listens. I wish it were the latter, but it's not. So if you'd go subscribe, Apple, Spotify, rumble.com slash Bongino, we'd really appreciate it. I'll see you on the radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.